0: That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.
1: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
0: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Week 1 is here. It is time to set lineups. You want rankings. We got rankings. Top 36 wide receivers and some deep sleepers coming up right now. TFA fam, welcome back. There's no time to waste, Kev. Let's jump right into these rankings. We're going to do some consensus rankings here at TFA, and they are as follows. For wide receiver ones, leading off with Justin Jefferson, followed by Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, CeeDee Lamb, A.J. Brown, Michael Pittman for the brand, Cortland Sutton, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, and Tyreek Hill rounding out our top 12. Kev, who is somebody in this wide receiver one range that you were excited about for week one? I absolutely love A.J.
1: Brown this week in this matchup against the Detroit Lions. Uh, the Eagles actually have the fifth highest implied point total of the week. Their their line has actually moved up a full point over the last couple of days as well. So money is coming in on Philadelphia. I think this 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 game could actually be rather high scoring. Um, it has a forty eight and a half point total as well, and it's actually moved up. It opened at a forty six and a half. So I think I think there could be a lot of points scored here in this matchup. So AJ Brown is is somebody that I absolutely love this year, and I think he gets off on the right foot against the, the Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions secondary is not very good. They were absolutely torched uh, you know, on multiple occasions last year. Yes, they made some improvements on this defense over the offseason, but not enough that's going to that's really hide anything from this team. So I think A.J. Brown is the locked-in wide receiver one. I think we see Philadelphia open up this offense more and throw the ball more this, this year uh, than they did last year. Now with the addition of A.J. Brown, Goddard, and uh, Devonta Smith are all here. You know, I think we all have them, you know, we have, you know, Goddard as a tight end, as a top five t- option at tight end. We have uh, AJ Brown as a top 10, and I think we have Devontae Smith inside the top 36 as well. So love this passing attack this week, and I'm all in on AJ Brown.
0: Yeah, I love that call, and I- I'm glad to see that we have Sutton as high as we do. That's who I'm going to be talking about. I- I'm-, I'm still not backing off from Judy. I still think we see him have a breakout year. But I am not that stubborn. All signs are pointing to Corlin Sutton being the guy for Russ. I am all aboard the Russ revenge game narrative here. I have him as a top five option this week. And I think we see this offense just try and take an absolute massive dookie all over the Seahawks. I'm not afraid of anybody in this secondary. And I like I said, I think they just try and smack Seattle around and embarrass them. I think Russ dropped backs 40 times week one i really don't have anything else to say I, I think sutton just absolutely smashes in this matchup
1: yep uh agreed nothing else to add <laughs> yeah so uh <laughs>
0: let's keep it moving
1: here let's move over to our wide receiver twos we have t higgins mike williams debo samuel dj moore deontay johnson marquise brown jalen waddle brandon cooks darnell mooney terry mclaurin dk metcalf and Allen robinson so cody Go ahead and hit me with a couple of your wide receiver twos that you want to talk about. To
0: hey, kick things off with Marquise Brown, we're looking at the game with the highest total on the week, and it's only a four point spread as well. No DeAndre Hopkins, and there's questionable pass catchers outside of that. Ertz is still banged up, dealing with an injury. Rondell Moore, I think, could be an interesting play, but in, until we see his role actually change, I am not buying in on that. So I think we're looking at Marquise Brown lined up for double digit targets. In this game and all it takes is just one deep ball connection between Murray and Brown and for him to absolutely go off in this matchup. So I love Hollywood as a, as a wide receiver too, with wide receiver one upside on the week. And then uh, Brandon cooks all reliable, Mr. Garbage time himself. The, uh, the Texans are eight point home dogs in this matchup. meaning they're going to be playing from behind early and often. Yes. The Colts added Stefan Gilmore to the secondary, but Cooks lined up in this slot nearly 28% of the time. That was a little bit lower than I was expecting, to be honest. But he's still going to be able to get away from him. And then also, Stefan Gilmore has only played in 19 games, I believe, the past two seasons. He's about to turn 32 here real shortly. So I think Cooks will be fine as a, as a wide receiver two option.
1: Yeah, I like both of those options. Um, I'm going to go ahead and I want to uh, talk about uh, two guys here. First one I want to talk about is Juju Smith-Schuster. You know, I, I absolutely love this game. You already kind of hit on it from the other side. I'm going to hit on it from the Kansas City side. You know, the, the Chiefs have the highest implied point total this week at uh, almost 29 points. Juju Smith-Schuster should be good to go, should be healthy. He was dealing with a little bit of a knee in, uh, knee issue, but he returned to practice uh, this past week as well. So there's not really a whole lot of concern there. For me, with Juju Smith-Schuster, they were just being precautious with him. I think he is going to be the leading target uh, getter uh, of this offense, especially early on in the season. I think he's a very solid wide receiver too this week. And the other guy that I want to hit on really quickly is Mike Williams. Uh, you know, against the Raiders this week, one that that is going to be very high scoring. That actually has, has the second highest total uh, of this slate or of this weekend. You know, we saw him last year. He struggled in their first matchup. Didn't get a whole lot of opportunities. Only targeted four times last year against the Raiders in Week Four. However, the final week of the season, he went off for 17 targets, nine catches, 919 yards at a touchdown. Um, we saw him last year, especially early on in the season, really go off. And then he kind of uh, suffered a little bit of an injury, and then he slowed down for a while until he picked things back up. Uh, I think this is a smash matchup for Mike Williams. I think this is going to be a very high-scoring game between these two teams in the AFC West. Uh, you know, We know th- these games are going to be shootouts every single time. In the AFC West. I, we're gonna want you know to play all the dudes from the AFC West whenever they're playing each other. And so I absolutely love Mike Williams. I actually have him ranked ahead of Keenan Allen. I know we have Keenan Allen because this is ranked ahead of him, but I have Mike Williams ranked ahead of both of them or ahead of him. He is my guy this week, and the guy that I think is gonna be the guy to own in Los Angeles this year. So uh, give me all of the Mike Williams. Let's go over and jump over to our wide receiver threes to wrap this thing. Up we have Juju Smith Schuster. Jerry Judy, Michael Thomas, Gabriel Davis, Rashad Bateman, Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, Amon Ross A. Brown, Alan Lazard, Adam Thielen, Christian Kirk, Devontae Smith. Cody, hit me with some of those wide receiver three goodness.
0: I only got one guy here because uh, I saw the show sheet and I agree with you on the two that you have. So I'm just going to throw one name out here and that is Sir Elijah Moore, the Jets of New York. So it looks like we're going to be getting Joe Flacco week one. And while that doesn't, you know, doesn't make you feel good. There were reports coming out that, you know, after Wilson got hurt, that the offense was actually looking better and functioning better with Flacco at the helm. Now, whether or not that holds up, whether or not that's true, we'll find out. But Morris set up to be the wide receiver one in this offense. I think he takes another step forward. We saw him have that tremendous stretch Uh, Last season before he got hurt where three of his last five games, he was a top 10 option. He had 20 plus PPR points in three of those five games as well. They're going to be playing from behind going up against the the Ravens and although the Ravens you know made made some significant additions to that secondary I think they're going to be able to move Elijah Moore around a little bit more with Garrett Wilson and Corey Davis in there. I don't think they're going to be able to do anything on the ground so I think Elijah Moore gets targeted early and often and we we saw Elijah Moore do this with with multiple quarterbacks last year as well so I'm not I'm not put off by Flacco starting whatsoever.
1: So for me, uh, two guys I want to hit on here really quickly is Alan Lazard. Great matchup this week against Minnesota. Another game that likely gonna, there's going to be a lot of shootout potential here between these two teams, the Packers and the Vikings. You know, I, I think these are two teams that want to get out to a good start. You know, who knows? I mean, it's possible we could see a Packers team like we did last year at the first, you know, when they played a complete dud last year against the Saints and got absolutely throttled. But um, I'm not expecting it. The, the Minnesota defense is not very good. Uh, their, their secondary is terrible. They had allowed the most fantasy points last year to wide receivers. You know, I, honestly, I think it's going to take a little bit of time for Aaron Rodgers to really trust some of these other pass catchers here in this offense. So I think Alan Lazard early is going to eat. And so, you know, I have him as a top 36 wide receiver. As a consensus group, we have him as a top 36 wide receiver this week. So, great matchup for him. And then lastly, I want to hit on Kadarius Toney here in this matchup against the Tennessee Titans. Last year, the Tennessee Titans were good against the run, not very good against the pass last year. Again, I don't think this defense is going to be all that great this year. They also lost a big blow in losing Harold Landry to a torn ACL. So, he's gone for the year. That's going to be a big blow to this defense. And so I like Kadarius Tony, something that I talked about all offseason as as kind of that sleeper option. And so I think he is going to be the wide receiver one in this offense. He's he's back healthy, uh, you know, and practicing. And so um, you know I think they get off to a good start here. And I think this is going to be a game they're going to have to throw the ball a little bit. And I think Kadarius Tony is going to be the guy who's going to probably lead this team in targets uh, week one. So I like him a lot as a flex option this week. And so you know, uh, depending on what your other matchups might be, I, I think he's somebody you can play with confidence this week. So uh, Cody. How about you give me uh, one sleeper wide receiver, somebody that you think that's uh, you know not necessarily a sleeper, but somebody outside of your top thirty six that you can that you think that could be kind of a dark horse play uh, for this week?
0: Yeah, I'm going uh, deep down the ranks on this one. I'm going to go with Jahan Dotson. Obviously, with this matchup going up against Jacksonville, there's nothing in that secondary that, that scares you off whatsoever, and we've heard just fantastic reports about Dotson all training camp long. Wentz got uh, a lot of time with him as well. Whenever Terry was sitting out, waiting on his new contract, so uh, not someone I think you you know is a must start or anything like that that you need to plug into your lineups. But I do think he is a sneaky sleeper. If you're in a in a deeper league, I think you can throw him into the flex, and I think he's going to be somebody that we're talking about next week. On our waiver show,
1: I like that call. I like that call. Uh, you know, it's going to be interesting this year to see. How, you know, if Carson Wentz can support multiple pass catchers here. With That being said, I will say that you know, it's not like the Indianapolis Colts had a whole. You know, like they were just as loaded offense with all these pass catchers you could throw the ball yeah. to. It really was kind of Michael Pittman. So, uh, that being said, I'm going to go with Chris Olave here. This is going to be a great matchup this week. For, uh, you know, for Chris Olave, a deep threat. He has the perfect pairing for Jameis Winston. What Jameis Winston likes to do, he, he does much more. Uh, he, he does a much better job on the perimeter. And passing to the you know perimeter wide receivers that he does, and the guys like you know in the slot like Michael Thomas. So I think this could be a, a pretty easy matchup here for him. I think five for eighty in the touchdown is definitely in the range of possibility for Chris Olave this week. So again, another guy you probably drafted late. Yeah, you know, if you have a couple of flex spots you know open, he's somebody that I definitely want to be putting in there. And remember, at what you know in PPR formats, we want to start wide receivers in our flex spots. It is a much more optimal approach. You don't really want to start running back there. Now, of course, if you know if you draft a three-stud running backs, of course, you're gonna to have to do what you have to do. But the, the most optimal flex option is usually always that wide receiver, you know, in a given week. So uh, be sure to set your lineups correctly. And also, one more fantasy tip: do not start anybody in your flex that plays, you know, in the in the Thursday night game. Optimally, we want to start somebody that's like your Monday night game or something like that into your flex. Do not start a Thursday night player into your flex because it really restricts what you can do, you know, uh, in in terms of, especially moving forward. Week one, I don't think is as big of a deal, because it's not like we're going to get these late-breaking news of something crazy to happen. But as the season progresses and we get injuries and everything else happens, uh, you know, then I think it becomes much more of an optimal approach to make sure you don't do that. So, that being said, be sure to hit that Like, Subscribe button for future content. I really appreciate everybody checking out. You know, we we will be going live every single Wednesday of the season for uh, you know, your, all your start-sick questions. so Be sure to jump into that, as well as you can find us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Uh, Central Time. We'll be jumping on there and doing uh, a game day show where we'll answer all that. Then so we'll go live again Sunday night for waivers. So be sure to lock it in here. I appreciate all the support we've gotten so far. We'll see you on the next one. Bye.